0: Eat suck, suck face. That's not maybe not the kindest way to say hello and to be fair to hard luck Hank, that's not the way he would say hello. That's what he would say before he whips out his pistol and pistol and blasts a hole through an entire city while trying to destroy a robot. And if that sounds like something you want to know more about, well, you're in luck, baby bear. You picked the right Pointless podcast. Hello there. Boys, girls, in-betweeners, aliens of any and all race, great to have you here. Screw the galaxy. Basket, basket full of crap. Prince of suck, suck my cosmos, stank delicious, robot farts, dumber than dead. Now you might think I'm thanking people uh, who backed me at patreon.com slash pointlesspod, or I'm shouting out random Twitch viewers. But no, everything I just said, from Screw the Galaxy to uh, Dumber Than Dead, and yes, that includes Suck My Cosmos and Stank Delicious, these are all books uh, by my guest today, author Stephen Campbell. Uh, he has a series called Hard Luck Hank. Uh, he's published uh, seven books. Dumber Than Dead was just released on Kindle. Uh, I think the paperback is coming out sometime soonish. It might also be out now, and there's a new audiobook on the way. Uh, if you've ever read, listened to, or or, or cared about a book, you're going to enjoy this podcast because Stephen is an open one. He talks about his journey uh, from IT cubicle programmer life into self-published self-sustaining author and and dog lover. That's what he is today. And he's gonna tell you all about it. Uh, You're gonna deep dive through the mind of a writer, uh, hear the way uh, Steven thinks and feels about his characters and the worlds he builds, Uh, learn a little bit about the business of taking those words off the screen or the page and putting them into an auditory form. Uh, It's all there. And uh, he also has a Patreon that you can support, but I'm gonna take this intro and put it on me. That's really (laughs) terrible. Hey, Stephen, I-, I liked your book. Can you come on the podcast so I can I can use you to leverage my Patreon? That's so bad. But isn't that, isn't that kind of how podcasting works? Can you be my, my guest so Sherry will throw some berries my way or I could space a square and have a promo code? That's really terrible. I hope Stephen doesn't mind. I do like his books. Hard luck, Hank. I finished the first one. I'm already starting the second one. You're going to like it. But you're also going to like Patreon.com slash PointlessPod. You can head on over there and support this operation. Why not? Patreon.com slash pointless pod, $5, $10 tier. If you're like, fuck that, I got maybe a dollar to give you a month, I'll take it. I ain't too proud. Throw it this way. I'd be delighted to have a dollar, you kidding me? Let's do this baby bear get on over there and get exclusive access to the Office Hours podcast, which is a podcast to do three times a week with Alex Korea. There is a video component to it. There's another RSS feed you can subscribe to. You can get exclusive access to our Discord where we chit and chat and hang out. We even have a Brawl Stars team now because I'm addicted to that game. And as soon as I'm done recording this intro, I'm going to go right back to it. But that's not what this is about. This is about you. Maybe your support of this thing. Hey, what's up? Thanks for that. And three, my amazing guest, author Stephen Campbell. I hope you enjoy it. I had a great time chatting with him and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the world that he built and the way Hard Luck Hank, this amazing mutant that swan dives off of a building just to save a couple blocks of a walk. I love the world and the inhabitants of it and I love what he does with him and, and you might like it as well. So take a listen and if you love it, well then go support him. Buy the book, grab the audio version. It's author Stephen Campbell talking about Hard Luck Great. Now we can now we can continue our discussion that we were having before we were rudely interrupted by all of the dubstep. Right. Um, you mentioned VRML, mm-hmm. which uh, stirs all sorts of nostalgic butterflies in my tum tum yeah. as I remember my 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 poor dial-up modem struggling to download the most basic little website. And but I right. thought, oh, this is this is it. This is yeah. the future of everything. This right. is this is so cool. I can have my second life and my website served to me at the same time. And Did you think it was gonna happen? Because you've got a a pretty poor track record with predicting the future from what I've heard.
1: Um, So I, prior to my life as a writer, I was a computer programmer for about 20 years. And I've looked at various things and I always tried to um, see how I could use my coding type abilities to get to create art um as opposed to taking a pen and paper or digital pen and doing it that way. And I never really got there because it's they're just they just don't go together that well. Um, even the I know some uh, many people in um, computer uh, movie graphics they do <laughs> movie animation like real, um, uh, uh, DreamWorks type stuff and very rarely will they have break something out into code um, and I, I forget what what term they use for doing that um, I mean,
0: using algorithms to generate the imagery right, versus right. hand drawing something.
1: So I, I remember um, you can't
0: make a, a, a bunny rabbit that hot also slam dunk a basketball. You can't space no, jam some no. code. No, that right. has to that that requires an artist's touch.
1: So here here's um, I was talking to. Uh, so the the deal was I played soccer for a long long time, and I played soccer with guys who. Uh, guys and gals who were in the uh, visual effects industry and I don't know how oh that's right I, I had a friend who was in it and we played soccer together and he kind of went off and I just kept playing and it just happened to be a bunch of visual effects people you inherited that right group right in league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um in I think the either first or second x-men Magneto was in a plastic jail and <laughs> He had, uh, uh, Mystique injected that, um, those filings, metal filings into this guy, She Seduces, and he pulls that out. And he has these metal spheres. Mm -hmm. That was um, procedurally generated. Um, And The artist I was talking with, and he knew I was a coder, would always slam coders, and I would always make fun of artists. And that was just kind of, you know, some... Because we both play defense and we would just, you know, do this in between. And um
0: But this is the fucking nerdiest trash talk I've ever heard in my right, life, which right. I love. I right, want to be right, there. Right. I don't imagine it gets that nerdy during a robotics competition, <laughs> let alone on the soccer pitch. <laughs> right. The right. mound, the hill, the court, the quadrant. What is it? Right. The soccer it is, sheet, plant a, a sheet.
1: Right. it, it <laughs> is yeah. It is the downpour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I love the idea of you trash talking artists and him trash talking coders. But I also right. love that you look at any burgeoning tech or tool and see, well, how can I apply coding ability to mm. it to create art? Which right. is a very specific thing that you said versus create commerce or, right, or right, right. how can I monetize this mm. better? You wanted to always create art with programming? Is that what you got into I to do it?
1: wanted to write with it. And mm. I felt um, creating, vi- so um, if you could create, and this was, a lot of VRML VRML era. For those who I, don't know,
0: VRML is Virtual Reality Modeling Language. Right. It was using code mm. at the time to create three D shapes, geometry, and and it was all it was bringing hypertext linking, right? Bringing a new dimension to it. So right. you can click from portal to
1: portal. So it was kind of pre Flash, Flash. Yeah. Um, and um, and even that, you know, I looked into that and, and type thing. Um, so it was. Uh, about putting my writing into a visual medium Um, because i i realized there was power in that and i just don't have the talent uh, inclination or skill or whatever to do be an artist Um, i really like it and i recognize if i had a cartoon or i could make my own cartoons or movies or whatever um it would reach a broader audience and I would enjoy it more as well. Um, it's just not, if it was easy, everyone would do it.
0: <laughs> well, I would submit that what you do is incredibly difficult as well. It's just, you might've had a natural proclivity for it. Right. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm labor, a better
1: yeah. writer and I'm a not good at all artist. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, and,
0: I'm going to go that path.
1: <laughs> that one seems easy. <laughs> right. And and I was a decent coder. Um, I could I could code enough that I could have a job for twenty years. Um, and I I figured, okay, I you know doing corporate coding is one thing. Um, but, um, yeah, it'd be cool to be able to integrate um, my multiple skills and to create something new. So
0: was so a part of that, it sounds like it was, uh, I can speak the matrix to mm. an extent. I'm going to scream ones and zeros mm. and hope that uh, a tool or a machine can add a new dimension to this, to bring it to life in a way that's not just hello world text on a screen. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it, exactly. Um, I was just playing around with, character animator that's an adobe product yeah. and um it has the so-called the ability to put a wireframe around existing pictures or your webcam and it map can map your uh, face and therefore you can animate it um, and i was like well i've got all this great um uh, photo or um, book covers and everything and I just got word back from one of my uh, artists about an hour ago I was like do you have the 3D um, models for this and I I said you know if you don't that's fine and he's like basically not really and I was like well you know thanks for getting it back to me I had played around with it and it's just not there yet you know and it, it's the same thing that I found with Flash VRML and you still got to be an artist.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get the, You can jib jab and right. rig up a right. dancing skeleton yes. kind of Halloween spooky version of your model. But if you mm. really want nuanced animation, you've got to tweak keyframes and
1: right. And even stuff like um, you're like, know, okay, what can you do? Um, and you look at you know Bob's Burgers or Simpsons or South Park, and you're thinking, wow, that's really stripped down, but it's Still super, way beyond anything that you could, a normal person could do, a non-artist could do. Right, right. And, and that's the bottom line. I'm like, what, as, what can I, as a non-artist, as a writer, um, get to animate, um, you know, create visual graphics? and Nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I, you know, let me take a step back, because I take for granted that I, mm. for the, the, the release of this later, there's going to be uh, a, a, usually a rather wordy intro. But for mm-hmm. those who are tuning in live right now, hello, internets. This is uh, Stephen Campbell, the author of the uh, Hard Luck Hank universe and series of, of, of books, uh, a coder, a lover of, of mountain beasts masquerading as dogs. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll touch on all that. But but I, you know, earlier when I was telling people that we were going to do this podcast today, Um, and reach across the table and smack me if this is a a gross distillation. But I said uh, that when I read the bio and I heard about your trajectory, it it felt a little office spacey to me. Mm. Um, Is that unfair? Because it seemed like you were were coding and you were in that world, you were employed, that was the job, but art, you know, uh, writing more creative endeavors, so to speak, not to demean coding, because I think that's a very mm-hmm. creative field as well, at least problem solving wise. That was your passion and your calling and, yeah. and you were aiming to do that and one day got that chance.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, uh, That's high praise for an intro, by the way, for me. (laughs) Nah, there's nothing wrong
0: with that. (laughs) We'll allow that. I guess that's that's good enough. We'll let that pass. I'm not putting that on a fucking book sleeve, but (laughs) good job, kid. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Write that down. I'll give you you credit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but walk, walk I'm going to have that, that. tattooed <laughs> <laughs> on, on my it. forehead actually yeah.
0: <laughs> no but but, but uh, please unpack that for me because you, you said you spent 20 years as a yeah. coder That's, that is not an insignificant amount of time yeah. but I know that uh, at least from reading your bio and chatting with you that creative writing was always uh, something that you wanted to do Yeah. Uh, so how did you trip and fall into coding and make that a living for a while
1: <laughs> well I'm old um so I moved out here in to California in 1994 and um, I looked around at the other struggling artists, you know, the other people who want to write or they want to direct movies or they want to be an actor or they want to be a musician or they want to be a model um, or they want to be an agent. There's a lot of wannabes out here. And um so you know just hanging out and meeting these people i was like there are some ridiculously talented people here just insanely talented people um and so i saw you know people the standard is you kind of work as a bartender Mm -hmm. or a waiter or waitress or odd jobs and i was like You know, I would end up killing someone working service, you know, service industry. Yeah. And But that
0: is true. That is the that is the cliche
1: of oh me? Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm an actor. I'm a I'm a serious, I'm a
0: theater actor, Mm -hmm. actually. Would you like to hear the specials? Yeah. That is right. That is the common occurrence. So you saw that and said, not for me.
1: Well, I said not only that, but the competition is so outrageously high that a lot of luck is involved you know mm-hmm. people poo-poo that and say no luck if is just hard work meeting preparation right you know <laughs> if you're you know, talented enough and skilled enough and, um, and we, we'll get go back to standard deviations a bit later um and i was just like okay i've got to compete with all these people and i'd meet guys who were you know like you know i'm writing and I, but I've been doing this for ten years. I've been bartending for ten years, and I'm like, wow, this is this is tough. You know, this is your life. Mm-hmm. You know, do you take you know the? I'm going to take the gamble of ten years turning this around, um, and maybe it puts a big bigger fire under you to be getting kicked in the head every day. <laughs> so you're like, I'm I'm really going to write, um, but I said, okay have a career, you know. find a career. And at the time computers were really taken off and no one could code. Mm. There was no, um, there was very little um, computer science, computer science degrees at the time were terrible. It took about, I would say five or 10 years after the internet for universities to start teaching things that companies could actually use. It was like how to build a compiler. It's like, you're never gonna do that ever in your life. <laughs> right. Um, or take, taking a coding class and it's today,
0: we're gonna learn how to crimp cat fives. And <laughs> like, well, I guess that's a useful skill yeah. for an land party, but yeah. I need to know how to speak to machines and yeah. have machines speak to people. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. So for whatever reason, I had a natural affinity for that and I found it enjoyable. Did and, you know that prior to
0: moving out? Mm-hmm. You were, no. So you just, you landed 94. It was your internal voice, not parents on the end of a a, yeah. a telephone saying, yeah. you need to get a day job. Yeah. You, no, you felt me. that internally. Yeah.
1: And it was a coin flip? Well, how did you? I was, um, I was working, um, uh, I think my first job was data entry and then, you know, at night shift. And then I transitioned to permanent and just, you know it was light um basically a clerk you know Mm -hmm. and like um there's a line that says all um the best coders are lazy people so you're trying to make all anything a coder could do anyone else could do with time right like i said the you know, the magneto balls, an artist could do that. It just happened to be in that one situation. It was easier to write an algorithm to do that with spheres. Um, So, you know, everything is workforce automation, you know. Um, Email is just you taking writing a letter down and taking it over to someone. Um, It's just way slower so i mean even some of the primitive people were saying in chat that they miss
0: bulletin boards and mm. old intranets and i go yeah. yeah sneaker net used to be a thing and yeah. then coders were like i don't want to lace up and have yeah. to go physically walk a disc mm. across the office to Deborah. so let yeah. me write some lines of code and let's figure this out to yeah.
1: your point yeah yeah and so that's what i you know i was basically a clerk and i you know, had to do all these reports and i was like okay there's got to be easier ways to do this. You know, just I'm just a super lazy person. Yeah. And I found all these coding ways and I started automating my entire job and everyone well, the good managers see stuff like that and they're like, "Hey, start doing this other stuff." And then it just kept going up you know on and on so
0: right the bad manager feels threatened and angry how dare you automate Mm. (laughs) your own thing i did similar thing for me was like learning how to write macros in excel to just basically move numbers around i'm like this is wait this is what you Mm -hmm. want me to do hourly okay i'll figure out how to tell the machine to Mm -hmm. do that and off to the races i had the bad manager though that thought that that was terrible behavior Mm. and rather than enabling me to Automate all of the jobs. Yeah. just got let go immediately. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. So, so you had a manager that that fostered that. That's well, was I that had behavior, many or?
1: managers, yeah. and some would and some wouldn't. Um, I remember. So you learn more from your bad managers than you do from your good, in that you learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this comes from everything you learn from getting kicked in the head by a horse. You, hey, don't don't poke a head, horse in the eye. That doesn't also work. who promoted that horse to manager? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really underqualified. <laughs> Your basketball team really got killed. By
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The, the The failures often present the the the, the most impactful lessons. Yeah. You know.
1: So I mean, I had a manager who, um, one of my peers was like a former bank of america vice president and so i was like a peer within i was like 22 or 23 you know and we were doing this really complex um data analysis and no one could no one could get at the data you know that was the the deal and so i was better at getting at the data he was good at analyzing it and um he that manager wanted to be the the doorkeeper and like anything automation you're trying to do your job faster so people would come directly to us mm-hmm. and we would you know being helpful people we'd fix their problems and so at one point he locked us in the computer room where you had to have like only like a key card, p- or a yeah, swipe, you had to have a retinal like a, scan. Right, you got to you ha- pee in the cup, and then right, the computer right. says you
0: can gain entry. Yeah, yeah
1: you had there were like ten people could, who could get access to us. So it was like we were meeting people out by the bathroom five minutes before <laughs> lunch, and they'd hand me some documents, and I'd hand them a, a floppy disk. And- you have
0: a clandestine operation because a manager is really just a middleman. Yeah, yeah, and doesn't want to be yeah. that much.
1: Yeah, that, that's basically it. That's amazing. And, um, but getting to
0: all this data, this was just you cracking open, you know, C C Sharp for dummies. What is there? You yeah, Pascal was, what or what was, was going? Long, on?
1: Yeah, long before that. Um, so, um, yeah, it was just a lot of it was on the job training. This was even before really had. Anything decent, internet. Not, the internet existed, but for a long time, nothing was on it. <laughs> you know, there was just nothing out there. There was a smiley emoticon dictionary. There was I think. lots of animated GIFs yeah. and wave files that started <laughs> and just kept going, uh, and you couldn't shut them off because there was applets. You know? Yeah, not a lot has changed now that you right. mention it.
0: <laughs> not a ton has. Changed. I remember distinctly. Oh, there's 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 13 second QuickTime. Uh, like .mov files, yeah. if you want to wait four huge, days to download
1: yeah, and then loop them, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was no one. There were didn't have streaming. The concept yeah. of streaming, you had to get all of it. But and so it, this is a, a difficult
0: time to be self-taught in coding. But when I, it, were you taking classes so that you could get the it, data? Then it was
1: not. Um, then they were lo- they were dying for people to know how to do this stuff because mm. they re- you know they some people were recognizing hey you're getting things done get more of that done don't get in his way um but you know they okay you're going in the computer room you know hey you're not you know we're, cha- we're changing your job title but we're not giving you a raise you know and I remember it was I was in um I was in case databases data control and retrieval that was my, that was like- Ooh, my. I need a my, cigarette, that was so sexy. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was my job title, and I was the only one in it. Um, you know, I was like, that was in, in lieu of a raise. You know. Yeah, here's a um, cooler business card. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, back then, um, like I said, it took a long time for degrees to mean anything. Mm-hmm. No one was looking for, they were getting, math people or physics people or accountants and being like look you need to learn this stuff and it was sometimes you'd have someone who was just good at it and you'd ask him and that was that was the case i would go to i don't want to use his name but his his first name was don and he had written this massive system and he was like the this chain smoker who had the corner office and lots of facial hair and no one he was like the Wizard of Oz, you know It was like don't don't mess with him you know and he was just the scary computer guy. Um, I remember one one of the admins uh, administrators saying like yeah I keep I have a cron job that looks around to find his Unabomber. Um, which we'll call it uh, manifesto, you know, <laughs> Kaczynski manifesto. <what? laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm waiting for him to have like a manifesto posted deep in the code somewhere. You know, he's he was,
0: checking the hex to make sure that once it's posted, he just is sick for work that day. So, yeah,
1: so. Ba- Back then, um, if you could do it, they would put up with anything. Right. So you could be super eccentric, um, and all those people were super eccentric. You know. Um, but and, would you?
0: You would approach Don the Don, yeah, if yeah, you will. You would approach yeah. him with an issue. And yeah.
1: And so I, I don't know how I just I, you know I, I guess I came at it from a different angle and I. Would point out things. I was like, you know, did you bring me, him a great, tribute? Did you show up in plate mail? Like, what I, do you, have, you have to hedge your bets. Against was, the was, like, I, I was like, you know, excuse me, great sir, but I, you know, I, I found, think I found an error in this, and, you know. At first I think he was dismissive and en- enough times I was right that I would end up finding uh, bugs or stuff that he was like, okay this guy knows what he's doing and he's not ratting me out or anything right. you know um, and you're there to learn
0: not yeah. to not to get a leg up on him or right, to get around right. him yeah
1: brownie points or something yeah. um so yeah it's you know how you You learn... I learned a lot in the business world. Um, You know, just human interactions. You know, it's... Because you've got... You know, I was in mega corporations and you have just thousands of people who have to do a job together who in no other situation would have anything to do with one another. Right. You know, they're just like... You couldn't have more disparate people. You know, they're just anything in have in common they
0: might have might as well be an accidental grouping on an elevator like we're all in this thing together we're all trying to get to various floors but here we are i have nothing in common with you yeah we're not going to be on a row team Mm -hmm. i'm not going to be swapping recipes yeah we have very different religious political beliefs but here we are and i have to do this yeah yeah
1: yeah so it's you learn a lot and again you learn about what makes a bad office or a good office and everything and Um, you know, I've been in some offices where it felt like everyone was, they were just stunning people, just gorgeous people. There was like so many hot women, so many great looking guys. And I realized that's a terrible place to be because, you know, everyone was hooking up. There was hard feelings all the time. Everyone was fighting. And I was just like, I gotta start hanging out with um, the computer geeks, you know, because <laughs> they would talk about geeky stuff, and it was you'd go out to lunch, and it wasn't backstabbing. The you know, the I was like, I, I like these guys. They were yeah. just nerds, you know, mellow nerds. You know that that's what I want. This is my work, you know, um, and so. That's a, a long way of how I got into computer programming, and I basically I, I, I finally decided I had to quit and you know just bill myself as a computer programmer, and that's what I did. I my first job I basically lied about my previous job. I was like, yeah, I was coding all over the place, you know, and, and yeah, I was doing codish type stuff, but it it was more kind of database analysis and mm-hmm. everything, um, and. I learned on the job, you know, how to code. And you, you just couldn't get away with that now, you know, there's no way. Um, but back then it was like, the people interviewing me were non-coders because they didn't have coders. You know, so you could come in yeah. and you be what like-
0: was the, What was the entrance exam that they could give you if right. they don't speak the language? Right, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I can I just say anything. I was like, you yeah. know, I would show them, you know, my, I had a laptop and, and that was early, bringing a laptop to an interview, showing them my code. Oh, wow. They have no idea. Jez ball. what is that? Is that? That came with it? Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Solid, t- wow. Oh, okay, and you can
0: click and drag. Interesting, wow. interesting, okay. <laughs> yeah. And what's this about reticulating splines? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fascinating. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, it's. But now I'd be like, yeah, the the the, you know, the whatever the IP address of the the subnet mask is not telnetting to yeah. the. You
0: know. <laughs> now let me perform a basic uh, trace route here, yeah. and let's see how many hops we have until yeah. I'm hired. Oh no, yeah, I,
1: mean, uh-huh. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't even. Uh, you, you can just make, and that even happened a lot in the early coding days, where. Um, human resources or accounting or some group would come to you and you can just say shit and that no one knows what you're talking about. And now that just uh, you just that doesn't that era is gone, you know.
0: So if there were any perceived luck, that might have been it—that you're yeah. in the right place at the right yeah. time and yeah. speaking a language that yeah. very few could speak. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely.
0: But what I also find fascinating is that you—you uh, know—you describe yourself as lazy. I would say that is really a, that's cover and and self-deprecation for creative, because you you can engineer a solution to a problem that you wouldn't otherwise want to go through a repetitive task yeah. or whatever. Clearly people saw that, they valued that. You had chances to be promoted Mm. and further promoted and further promoted, but you at one point kind of stalled all that. And you said, no, you actively were denying raises, promotions, et cetera.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's um, when I was in one of the mega corporations I worked for, at some point I was the highest, um, the highest I could get as a programmer. You know, I'd been there for many years, and so they're like, "Okay, you can't get any more raises." You know, you, you know, you, you go up your X percentage a year, and it was very low. Um, they're like, "You can't go up at all." Um, so my performance reviews were irrelevant. <laughs> you know, like, great job
0: doesn't mean anything, right? Um, but great job, yeah. and
1: so it, it took a while, but. Um, our headquarters was in uh, England and f- it took a long while, but um, more Brits were coming out here and, you know, checking on, checking on things, basically looking to reorganize and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, at one point he's like, you're the only coder in our entire organization who is that level. Cause I had been under like a- some legacy, um, uh, um pay grade when they bought our other company and, and never got around to. and they're like yeah you're the only whatever i don't even you got remember. grandfathered in yeah. because of
0: some like, pre-existing org chart yeah.
1: right know, the borg
0: swallowed you up yeah
1: yeah and so they're like okay and yeah like basically that's it they they kept going okay we want you to to manage this and i was like no thank you
0: <laughs> so is that what it was essentially was you're you're topped out as a programmer if you want more and we want to give you more. Mm-hmm. But if you want it, now you've got to manage.
1: Well, it even happened in the company that was bought out. So mm-hmm. they kept offering me because they assume that's what people want. They want you to, you know, like, hey, you're great at this. Why don't you manage a, a bunch of people like that? And I'm like, no, because <laughs> I don't want to. And you know, I would put in my hours i i would get the job done yep. i won't i won't say i put in my hours i would get the job done minutes hours I, milliseconds whatever just, you completed the task i would put in my 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 hours a month <laughs> <laughs> and yeah no one complained about it. so you were told you were content
0: you yeah. you liked the gig the pay was good enough the job title the stress the responsibility maybe the lack thereof and, those were right
1: for right you. and because i always wanted to write and I, would still, I was still writing this entire time. And I didn't want to go whole, all the way into this is my life, this is my dream, this is my career forever, because I still wanted to, and I still en- enjoyed writing. Um, and I'd, I'd seen, you know, my peers and my friends, they had gone on to manage and... It just takes a lot of time. You start, you have to be everyone's uh, you know, babysitter and for better or worse. And, um, you know, I, just, I could still be the coder. I was at some point the, the Don in the corner, you know. I had become, I was. Now uh, you
0: have the hairless cats and the <laughs> facial hair and the wizard staff and the and crystals. The
1: manifestos yeah, all People over. must
0: quiver when they <laughs> unlock your door and answer the yeah. riddles.
1: Yeah, and it was like that. Um not not so terrible, but um and you know like they the the last job they tried to offer me um and I was talking to my father about this. He was kind of the same way he liked engineering. He liked being an engineer and he's like, you know, at some point you can only say no so many times, you know, and and he finally had to become uh supervisor manager or whatever and you know he just had to do a lot of traveling you know and overseeing this and he, he wasn't building stuff anymore mm-hmm. he wasn't making stuff he wasn't doing what he went to school for and what he found enjoyable so I kept saying no not for partly the same reason I didn't want to manage people I liked coding um but At this point, coders were becoming much, much cheaper because schools had easily caught up. Everyone was going, you know, becoming a coder now. Mm And so, yeah, I was just outrageously expensive programmer.
0: Like we're looking at the spreadsheet here. (laughs) Your cell is a a shade of red we have never seen before. (laughs) And apparently we can get a whole fleet of Egyptian coders (laughs) for half the price of your benefits alone.
1: Yeah, and that that was another thing. They they had really discovered outsourcing near shore, offshore. And there was pros and cons that they found... After firing, you know, 100,000 people, you know, they go, oh, this isn't as good as we thought. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's when they look at it, they're like, okay, this just doesn't make any sense. So they're like the last thing I was being offered, and this, this is how obscure it is, I was going to be the VP in charge of Australia's banking network.
0: Congratulations, that comes with a a fairly nice Samsonite and a thick tie and
1: (laughs) all the cigars you could want, but get ready to hop on planes and... And be on Australian tie, you know? And so it was just, this sounds miserable, you know? It's just...
0: It's so funny that casually, like, I'm seeing chat scroll by, by the way, if you see my eyes dart, and there's so many people saying, like, I have lived everything he's talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is, you know, the reason office space resonates with people is because it was realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, All that stuff, all the... TPS reports and everything, and
0: and you it, embezzled fractions of a penny. Yes, uh, it worked very well. You were able to fund this yes. creative writing career. So congratulations. Yeah, exactly. uh, the statute yeah. of limitations is up on that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so so you say no, you say no, you say no. Finally, they're like, listen, we get, we we have got to let you go. Yeah, they give you uh, a pewter parachute, silver, gold, copper. yeah, yeah it was enough it was, of a parachute yeah. to soften the landing. Yeah, and you immediately say, okay, this is. I ha- this has to happen now. Mm-hmm. I've got this. If there were ever a time you can't get back into right. another programming uh, gig right now, yeah. the times have a changed. Yeah. So you took that severance, and the, that is, was at the birth of Hard Luck Hank.
1: No, it. I had been working on it for a long time, and it had taken me far longer than it should have. But when you do have, and you know, I'll be straight here. I was making. It was a good six-figure salary. And I worked from home. and I had been working from home for 10 years. I would probably work about 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, so, you know, for a six-figure salary. Pretty good gig. You know, and I was at the absolute maximum amount of vacation you could possibly have. So even and every month I had to take, you know, at the end of the month I was looking at being like, Crap! I'm gonna lose more vacation. So I'd be like, okay, I'm not coming in Monday, Tuesday. I'm not working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, I would have to take an extra three days. Right, use it, lose it. Yeah, Yeah, three days of vacation a month. So. Yeah, yeah, it was just ridiculous. Um, God, your
0: struggle! I can hear, <laughs> I can hear the pain that it went through to make six figures for a few hours a week, yeah, and then yeah. that forced vacation. So finally, you're free. <laughs> yeah. Those handcuffs um, are off.
1: Damn you! <laughs> <laughs> I am free. I took the underground railroad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you, I mean, you had written some short stories and some stuff. You were flushing yeah. out characters and, and worlds. But, but, yeah. but, you paint a picture for me, please, of the first okay, this is it, this is gonna be, because I just finished book one, so mm-hmm. I read that literal, literal and figurative chapter of your mm-hmm. life um, when you made that leap. What did that process look like?
1: So this was early in self-publishing's kind of history, and it's not that old. Um, so self-publishing, had I'm not, let's say generation one, but I'm generation maybe 1.5. Um, so people have sub self-published before that and i'm not even going to talk about vanity press because that obviously existed but um you know i was trying to shop around hard luck hank to agents and um, publishers and no one w- was interested when i would say like science fiction comedy and you know add in all the other sub genres like some detective noir and just, but you lost
0: the net hello, yeah, basically, was, was with just, science fiction comedy?
1: Yeah, almost always. Yeah. They would ask the f- couple people I could get interested to in, be like, is this like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Because that is the only <laughs> science fiction comedy breakout hit. You know, so you have to be compared to the only other thing that is, you know? And I'd be like, not really, I'm, I'm not British and you know <laughs> and, and you w- didn't have a mentor to tell you just say yes the answer is right it. right the answer yes more when i started you know it got to the, i kept uh, querying and writing and, and talking to people and i just stopped saying it was comedy you know i, I just cuz it would i could just see it killing it you know and i was like they'll you know they'll get to it you know they'll find it you know and just but you know saying it up front you know um, just wasn't opening doors; yeah. it was closing them. You so. don't have to
0: show all the cards. Right, just right. Show, show them enough. Yeah.
1: So so the doors were slamming
0: on your face mm. left and right. Was there one final bop on the nose, where you're like I got to publish this myself? Forget this.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I think it was just the mound of rejection, of rejection letters stacking yeah. up. And I will say that there agents at least are, are pretty quick to get back to you. They're not, um, it, it kind of changed. I've been writing since, or trying to write since I was 16. So I've seen typewritten response, you know, form letter responses and everything. So I'm, you know, oh, I got this, I wrote that six months, sent it off six months ago. I have no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> you know? Um, so I've seen how the industry has kind of changed. Um, Excuse me. So uh, agents are pretty good at getting back to you, but you know, and they're friendly about it. Um, But um, yeah, I just I just saw that this this wasn't going to happen, so I I started taking a look around at self-publishing, and I'm like, well, I can't be the only human who likes humor and likes science fiction and likes just these other genres. you know, I'm not, I, maybe I'm weird, but I'm not that weird.
0: There's at least three other Dons right, right, in an right, office somewhere right. with the facial hair and the same appreciation right, for right. for sci-fi comedy.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I came up with the idea, <laughs> I was thinking about this uh, today, um, when the internet really exploded, the first thing is really porn. You know, porn kind of drives everything. You know? I've heard you can get that online. I've I, heard it, yeah. I, they tell me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, growing up pre-internet, you know, I d- could not dream that there is many fetishes as there are. I'm mean, like, how are even people seeing sexualized clowns that also have snakes and ride motorcycles. Well, it's that like, is where do... you and I differ, my friend. <laughs> I'm like,
0: stilettos into Twinkies? Take my credit card. Yeah. Well, take mom's, because I'm not right, old right. enough to have one. But uh,
1: So, but what that point is, the point is there's a market for anything. Sure. Um, and this isn't just writing. This is visual artists. This is comedians. This is movies, um, music. So you're, what, let's say you know, you're a comedian, and if you're doing slice of life type stuff, like Seinfeld, there's a massive market mm-hmm. for that. If you're doing racy, cutting edge, making people uncomfortable, it gets significantly smaller. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not a market. But the overhead and apparatus that a Seinfeld can uh, use can pay for, you know, uh, you know, it can can be paid for by that huge audience. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a small, you know, if you're doing ukulele rap, um, I guarantee you people will be into it if you're good. But you can't have Warner Brothers. Putting up billboards,
0: for you're me. not opening up for BTS <laughs> anytime soon. Right. You maybe have a Soundcloud and hopefully right. a few a few right. fans that will will pitch in and, and good. but to you can still pursue that yeah. thing that you love that right. very specific niche,
1: right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, if they've got, Peanut butter fetishes on spiders, you know, or or peanut butter on spiders fetishes, there's room for your writing or your paintings or your singing. Mm -hmm. Um, It might not be. So, when you know, modify your dream, you know, if your dream is to be rich and famous, go into banking or go into, you know, something. That's not that, you know. Right. Um, you can, if your dream is to make a living doing something you like, that you can do. Um, so, right. You me- might.
0: That's that's very important. I want to harp on that for a second because mm-hmm. that, that's so true. Is that you might have to recalibrate what your definition of living is because mm-hmm. you might not be able to live like a rock star if right. you really apply jiffy, crunchy, or smooth to spiders. If that's mm-hmm. your particular lane, mm-hmm. you you. You could probably make a living out of it, mm-hmm. but maybe not the exact living
1: Not the spiders. The yeah. spiders die. No, they're done. They're
0: done. <laughs> Look, they get fed well. Yeah. They get fed well before the of- final act. <laughs> so was, was that your mentality then in the self-publishing world to say, like, hey, it, I can there's probably enough of an audience out there. So I can maintain A couple a of
1: these things, you know, you take a big I, I I pride myself at least being somewhat self-aware. Um so I was like yeah, I'm not going to be Dan Brown or whatever, you know, and uh, Stephen King, and that's fine. Um, if if that's your goal, you have to write like that, you know, you have to create like that. And that's not what I like to create. So um, agents and publishing companies, the big publishers, are looking for they've got to keep the lights on they've got to pay their janitors um they have to have a certain uh commerciality of work they deal with and that's same with warner brothers and music and um you know uh, i whenever i walk i'm i happen to be repped by wme <laughs> when i walk into their lobby
0: i know that all of my hard work and dedication paid for the fruit bowls right. that are in their lobby right and it's a privilege yeah i'm happy yeah. to be in that lobby yeah. i'm happy to be represented there but i know that like someone had to pay for that fucking fruit yeah someone yeah. had to pay for those tiles to be as buffed as they yeah. are yeah that was probably me yeah great that was my contribution
1: and but they can't take a, a huge risk and that's why when i go into wme I take a shit on the floor, (laughs) so you've gotta pay for it. They're like, oh, we gotta get another one of those guys because some guy just took a deuce in the lobby.
0: Look, I'm, thank you for keeping me in play. Right,
1: that's what thank I'm you. there Keep for. Keep chugging those kale shakes, man. I need you
0: regular, and I need you in that lobby. <laughs> oh,
1: I, just, I didn't eat dinner. Oh, come on, get on the game.
0: <laughs> Listen, I don't know about this sci-fi comedy stuff, but I guarantee there's a Patreon for these marble floor shits. Yeah. Each one is so unique. The splatters alone, oh, yeah. you could paygate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, what is uh the paint splatter yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah
0: you're uh you're it's a it's a it's a pollock yeah yeah, it's a rorschach test and that's that's what a unique lane to be in you know and then have a tracer food have some fun with it maybe that's a fall (laughs) collection we don't need to explore that anymore so so you so you come to that realization and you know that the publishers have to keep the lights on they've Mm got you know balance sheets they've got to make good maybe your writing will never be that broad or that accepted, which it's or, interesting because I I read it and I go, yeah, of course I could see no limits. People being, in they're
1: this. not going to take the gamble, right? Um, right, they've the, got to be risk averse. The reason everyone asks me is it like the one other mega hit is because that's you know, and if it's not, you're like, well, we don't have. That's our one thing we know we could sell and we would have pay for the lighting and, you know, and right. the bathrooms and whatever. Um, and you're like, okay, you're nothing like that. And you're like, okay, so we, you want us to forge a new, broad new path, you know? Yeah, we have these buckets, we have these algorithms,
0: <laughs> yeah. and we know that that's gonna do, can you do sports and food? Right, Those are right, hot right, right now, right. can you get that in there? Right, no, yeah. you wanna write what you love.
1: Right, and um, so it's, it's that. And it was a lot of, you know talking with people trying to get into writing seeing how um the industry works and just understanding that you know and it's not you know i don't hold anything against anyone (laughs) you know they they've got their thing to do Mm -hmm. um and you know uh, i I tried writing more commercial things before but really it's you know you have it's and i love deep, um, uh, profound works. You know, I, I enjoy the hell out of them. I don't enjoy writing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes across when you don't enjoy, you know, a book's a massive thing. Um, so much of your subconscious is coming out in it. And if you're miserable doing it uh, unless you're just high for you know eight months and then you're Go dead on. at ninth month. You know? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. No, but unless you're... You spider can't covered, covered you know, with peanut butter <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Publish it. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, I get what you're saying. You can't hide from that. Yeah, every turn of the page, you're going to realize yeah. the author is descending into their own personal hell. Right. <laughs> but let's talk about the fantasy world that you have created because mm-hmm. it is such a fun page turner and what a... What a canvas to give yourself, especially with the mutations. I mean, mm. I, I, I want because people are going to be listening to this. They might not have a clue yeah. uh, what Hank is about and what the whole universe is about. But you gave yourself such a uh, like a such a rich cavit, uh, canvas. There's no limit to what you can choose to paint in this world. Like no, I mean, when you have a character, when your main character would rather save a few minutes. Uh, by swan diving off the top of a building versus walking a few blocks, and that's totally okay, and it's justified within Mm -hmm. the world, all bets are off.
1: Yeah. So, let's see. I I came at this from a bunch of anger. You brought up a lot of things. Um, That's
0: my tactic of interviewing, by the way, is I will throw spaghetti at the Mm -hmm. wall, and hopefully you can pick out a meatball. Yeah. That's that's what I do. Maybe let's do this. Hard luck Hank. What is it?
1: (laughs) It's three words of the Mm. English language. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got um, Hard Luck Hank was uh, originally from a a series of short stories I wrote for a fishing magazine probably in the 1980s. I had submitted it um, back when magazines existed and of those there were so many that they had some about fishing and
0: (laughs) boy they they were hey hey readers submit us your short stories about fishing no or just submit us anything
1: yeah yeah i mean like i mean i so i was a teenager at the time and i know i i'd finally understood that things are written um and then it, it takes a while to understand that you know you think actors come up with all their own right. you know speeches you know like no there's there's something called screenwriters and and Yeah they're all, called meat puppets someone <laughs> is
0: pulling their string and yeah. putting words in their mouth
1: <laughs> um so as soon as I found out there was something called writers that's kind of what I wanted to do um and I was I think I was pretty good at it when I was a kid um so that's when, you know, how I found out about it. But anyway, I, I um, would fish. And when I say fish, I would have uh, fishing wire and would drop it into the creek two feet away from me. And it was really mostly me walking through the woods to get to the creek and catching toxic fish was kind of uh, secondary. So. I came up with the, uh, this idea. I was like, I'll, I'll query um, this magazine about uh, bad things that happened to this fisherman named Hank. And I came up with Hard Luck Hank. And much to my amazement, um, the editor wrote back and said, Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Why don't you pitch us some of the, uh, the stories you want to do? And that was like the first, you know, I th- I, let's say I was 14 or 15 at that. So he had no idea how, who I am, who, sure. uh, how old I am. And I but wrote the, ga- the giant wrought iron gates right. just swung like, oh, open, yeah, and you're basking yeah, exactly. in the light of Bass Pro Magazine. Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, "Come on in." Yeah, I was like, "Oh wow, this is going to be. I'm going to be like some sports writer, you know?" And so I. But Hank, at
0: this point in time, was not an intergalactic space nothing, mutant no, who's no. lived for 100 That's years just and can take title. bullets to the face. Got it? Yeah. Okay.
1: So um, I had. Uh, so I submitted it, and they didn't respond. And they must have said, well, this kid's 12 or something. (laughs) He wrote it in crayon. What the hell? It's a
0: cool sketch of his family next to a house. I mean, great stick figures, but I don't
1: know how this. My idea probably of fishing was not what they had in mind, which was like, you know, $1,000, you know, rods and reels, and I was like, what, what's what's a $1,000, <laughs> I've, I've never seen- Okay, let's make up more bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's when
0: you got into sci-fi. Right, and and I was, was like, like, oh yeah.
1: yeah, if we're gonna talk fantasy, let's, yeah. <laughs> how about be on a
0: space station? <laughs> so you had the name, that yeah. obviously stuck with you.
1: Yeah, that was in the back of my head, and um, I felt that um, uh, in terms of sci-fi, flying around had been done. Um, I didn't feel I could add stuff to ships, you know, like, you know, Star Trek and Star You got the holodeck Wars, and
0: you got you phasers know. that you can set to stun yeah, or just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a setting on it?
1: <laughs> Peanut butter spider. I'm exactly. going to keep Dial- going back Dial- to Right that. to full jiffy. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I wanted it to be... Not that my first, I wanted this, uh, the first book to be, and I didn't think there was gonna be any other books. I just wanted to do a book and I wanted it to happen completely on a space station. Um, no flying around, no nothing. Um, and because, you know, anyone who lives anywhere um, knows that there's some corner that in your town, your city, your whatever, that you've never seen that still surprises you, and you you just don't have to go to another galaxy for cool shit to happen. Um, you know, like I I live in a really small city now, and then like when I go bike riding around, you're like, what the hell is that? I mean, where did this come from? You know, like I've been here 15 years and I haven't seen this. You know, and just. Any, any city has that, and that just—it's really about the interactions of intelligent life. <laughs> sure, you know, for us, it's humans usually, but um, you know, yeah,
0: humans like to think humans are the only really <laughs> intelligent species.
1: But well, okay, I mean, yeah. you know, in our cities, it's—it's <laughs> it's not like you're you like wow this is a cool tree this is an unbelievable tree. <laughs> and start having big well maybe it does happen to people having <laughs> huge comments. psilocybin
0: plus joshua tree equals all bets are off yeah. i get it yeah. i get it yeah. but
1: but okay so that's interesting
0: so you knew look the the lane that is sci-fi it, it that's a it's a vein that's been mined it's been tapped a little bit i can't add much to spaceships but i i know the uh Excitement and exploration that is around any corner in yeah. any town USA. Yeah. And so um, you applied that to to Bellevale. So, yeah. Am I pronouncing that right, by yeah, the way? Because yeah. that's the most, I, I, like, I, I was chatting with Jeremy about it, who's a super fan. He's mm. on book five mm. now, I think. He's almost through it. I've only gotten through one, but I would come in and be like, yeah, uh, uh, Sandoval. or what, the, what What name is that? I don't know. What is it? Yeah. Is it Bellevale or yeah. be- Belleville? And
1: it's Jen or, Gien or G- Gioni? <laughs> G- Gien, how do you... I, yeah. um, So I, when people ask me that a lot and I don't amazingly care. I mean, (laughs) I just, and I, I put a couple
0: out. Good, I was, because the last thing I wanted to do was offend you by like, by getting pronunciations wrong. I put it
1: out in the book, the the book series a number of times where I'm like, okay, 50,000 species are put, brought together in this one empire and really like the, the United States, you know, and, um, people butcher you know you, people can't even pronounce the same stuff because they don't have the you know physical capability of right. doing it um i can't throat sing i'm right, sorry i'm never right, to say right. it. are I, they
0: colmarians colmarians colmarians, Col- colmarians. okay yeah. i was close um
1: so um i'm sorry what was your question yeah
0: but well i mean the question was i was gonna ask if it if it, if it provides offense if someone doesn't know how to pronounce a thing because that's one of the issues but i guess even in the audiobook they might have yeah, not yeah, stayed they, true they, to the pronunciations that yeah, you wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and I so the, yeah, the out was in the book that everyone pronounced. You, you they have a high uh, threshold for offense, you right. know, and they're like whatever, you know, close enough. Yeah. Even know? even
0: for customs too, which yeah. I like. They're like, listen, I, what you did totally offended me, but I mm-hmm. get you might not know. My species right now, and, and what we okay, so right. just don 't touch me like that don't <laughs> do that, but i 'll tolerate it right um, but I feel i 'm sorry, but let's I want to take a step back because people are listening, they still might not know what hard luck Hank is today, what the universe is, what is happening. Uh, I've alluded to the fact that he can swan dive off of a yeah. building and take bullets to his forehead and 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 giggle, but mm-hmm. but what would be the if you weren't busy shitting on the shiny floor that is the WME <laughs> lobby? Yeah. What would be the pitch uh, to them and to the folks who are listening?
1: So hard luck, Hank is. Um, he he calls himself a gang negotiator. He is a mutant um, with the ability to. He's bulletproof. He heals rapidly. Um, and he's incredibly heavy uh, in consequence.
0: We're seeing the gorgeous artwork, by the way, just where the Uh, folks are seeing it right now, they're seeing different covers of Hank.
1: Yeah, so um, that is, uh, he lives on a criminal space station, um, a a, a space station uh, populated by criminals and uh, interfaces with them mostly. And that, and hijinks ensue. There's usually, Um, some detective work that he does and that's kind of a throwback to um, the noir uh, books that I like a lot um, like Dashiell Hammett and uh, that um, and I kind of wanted to so I would use the detective through line to kind of hang everything else off of that I wanted to do in a kind of science fiction setting so Generally, science fiction is kind of considered um, you you start with a what if um, you know what if the you know in the in the 70s they say what if there was something like called the internet, you know, and then you write something you know how that would proceed. I didn't have any what if there was no what if that I was doing from a technological standpoint. I wanted it to have, Basically, a detective type story in a gritty uh, noir uh, setting, but in science fiction. Mm-hmm. So, and but so it wasn't
0: like, oh, what if you could suck my cosmos? That <laughs> right, wasn't right. the yeah. the question necessarily. No, okay. no. <laughs>
1: um, and there's a lot. So you know, I again, I admire hard science fiction where they go, okay. You know, and great sci-fi writers have predicted things like telecommunications, satellites, and all these you know, things that we have now, like uh, phones, you know, tricorder, you know. And um, that's great, you know, more more power to you. And I like reading it. I just, I don't like writing it and I don't particularly think I'm good at it. So you you, you go with what you like and mm-hmm. you're good at it. Um So yeah, it's an entertaining yarn Um Detective story set really a, around Belvale, um, which was uh, a, always been a criminal space station, um, and just what life is like for Hank and his the odd mix around him.
0: What I love, I, I'm a I love, I love the mafia. I love yeah. Goodfellas. I like yeah. all that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah. so so. When I was getting immersed in the world that is uh, Belvale, I I loved that. Yes, it's all about criminal enterprise, um, but there there are layers to it. There's uh, there's certain rules. There's a certain uh, uh, ethos. There, there I just I love that that there's uh, order within that chaos. Yeah. And and the role that Hank plays within that world is a fascinating one because he's immediately presented as this lunk, yeah. like right from the onset. I don't want to spoil too much, but yeah. it's like he, he because he can regenerate. Yeah. He can take immense pain and can brute force his way through most situations. And and I, I, I guess the question that I'm going to drive to is how per, per, how purposeful was this if I'm distilling this properly, but he's presented, the dimension that is presented of him is he is a brute, he's a lunk, he's just a giant thumb, he's going to mm-hmm. come at you, that's that, but you slowly, at least for me, it slowly was unveiled that he's, he might be one of the smartest damn people mm-hmm. in that area. Maybe not book smarts, but yeah. definitely street smarts. With. Knows Yeah, knows how to navigate the relationships and the hierarchy yeah. within, within a, a, a bed of
1: criminals. Yeah, and... So a lot, I mean, this is taken from the real world. A lot of it, like I said, is from my business experiences. So you have people like this. They're obviously not killing each other or doing this, but you have, you know, um, human interactions are, I mean, they're not humans, but it's like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the, the what if was um, what if, you know this you had a really dark uh criminal society, and you had someone who was very strong and resistant um and I thought this would make sense but um I also like violence as comedy and not like uh three stooge's slapstick, but more like um um you know, reservoir dogs or something, and um, so, but you can only get shot once, and it, you know, you kind of if you make it funny, um, you're like, that's funny once, and now you've got um, six years t- <laughs> to get over that. Right. Um, so I'm like, how do you make um, you know without like the Archer TV show? he's getting shot all over the place Mm -hmm. so you have a bunch of realism in that um if anyone if if it's an if it's it's an fx series and very funny the first couple seasons are, are great just absolutely great and um but yeah there's ridiculous violence and you just have to go okay the next episode yeah i just saw him get Every bone broken. The
0: South Park Kenny effect. Right, right. right, Wait, he was not only uh, not only did his head snap off like a grape. I watched the rats feast on him, (laughs) and yet here he is, the next episode. What is the sort of your literary version of that? What's the version of that within this world?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and it's a lot easier in a visual um, medium because there's no laws that you're breaking. People are you're going. They're going at your speed they're seeing everything you present to them. Um I'm a big fan of the movie Blues Brothers and I think one of the extras on the DVD or something was um the director talking about um the difference between writing and visual mm-hmm. and he was like so that car they had the Blues Brothers the Bluesmobile was you know godlike it could do anything and there was a remember for those who saw the movie, um, great movie. Uh, they were it was stored under the L train by all these power generators, yeah. and um, uh, not Belushi. Uh, What's the other guy's name? Uh, Ackroyd. Yeah, yeah. Um, who wrote it? Who wrote the script? Wanted that to irradiate the car, which is how it got these powers, and and could do all these things, and they had filmed it, and he said, you know, I just don't need it, and he cut it out, and he was arguing that no one's gonna know how this happens, and he was like, they don't care. They can see it happening. They see it happening, therefore, it's happening. They don't have to question it. There's a 50-foot ant walking around the battlefield, it's there. You don't go. You know. I think gravity would work differently on a creature. I mean, That's, Neil
0: deGrasse Tyson does because he right. wants to ruin everything. Oh, and jerk. and I'm sure there's a subreddit somewhere dedicated to that ant right, or right. the or the police car's powers but where they But they watched apart. the but,
1: movie. For, maybe maybe right. there's a couple people in the audience who yeah. <laughs> got
0: pissed. But off. on the whole,
1: you're right. It, we just it, it just is. Right. So be it. And it's it's different in the written word because you you're going at your pace, you're building it in your head and you stop. And I do that all the time, I'll stop. And if something doesn't smell right for me, and this happens a lot where someone, this, the writer's doing fine and he does, he or she does something that I go, this is nuts. This is never ever possibly happened. I, I stop reading, you know, if it, if it pulls me out that much and I've never done that in a movie you know, I've never stood up and gone, no, there's no 50-foot ants, you know.
0: <laughs> you never whipped raisinettes at the screen in protest? <laughs> yeah. Um, you was, know, that, so, but was that a litmus test, like a backstop you were building into each chapter? Was like, even with this fantasy world, even with these mutants, even with this, uh, all that stuff, this is too far gone, this is too unbelievable, I have yes. to stop this?
1: Yes, so, and I was thinking about, like, how do I create... A character. How do I? How can I have funny violence, um, where violent things are happening to him, and he's just not dead? Mm-hmm. You know, where I don't. Because violence also has to have consequences, or it's just pure fun. Right. You know, if it's just if it's Three Stooges, you know they're not getting hurt. You know, um, so I wanted you know kind of in between where there's still danger and still people die um, and he still gets grievously injured um, but he can recover from it. So I can still have these moments that I like. And and, and another thing was um, like we, and this was going um, from like World War II, we gave out, let's say, I don't know, um, a bazillion, <laughs> of those gold stars and silver stars and whatever winglets of valor um we give out almost nothing now and i i remember seeing this this really hit me i was reading reporting on this and it was like we've given out in that four-year war you know world war ii um we gave out like a, a jillion trillion of these and in Afghanistan and Iraq and this, we've given out two, you know, and you're like, it's because no one's running up to a machine gun nest right. with a grenade and a rusty bayonet, you know, dragging his friend, I don't know how he, how many arms he has, but he's doing all right. this stuff. So.
0: Yeah, it's someone, someone's in a shipping container somewhere else flying a, right, a, a drone right, right, overhead. And it's like, the, I guess- the,
1: the Office next door. Yeah, we gave you the high score. I opened and, the door by accident. All these people were dying in some village somewhere. Oh,
0: sorry. Uh, <laughs> but congrats on unlocking the new achievement and the virtual trophy. It's not gonna be one you can wear, but- yeah.
1: So, um, you know, that's one thing about science fiction. I was like, okay, um, if I'm making a science fiction world Presumably stuff would, and, and, and you want to have space travel and all this stuff, but, you know, and that's what always knocked me out about Star Wars and whatever, because we don't even now run up to machine gun nests anymore. So you're saying in a, the equivalent of 10,000 years from now, technologically, you're still going to have blasters and lightsabers. No, you're not. I'm sorry. I don't want to spoil any. Thing. But, yeah, I mean, I know your
0: laser swords look cool, but yeah. why the fuck would you ever get anywhere <laughs> he's near got a death somebody? star yeah, he's, he's got a death he's star. He's got a planet that could eviscerate your entire your entire race. Nice sword. So uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> did that did that pose like issues? Because you do so have. I like,
1: brought down the technology, right? So you see, there's a lot of guns. There's just a lot of firearms. So I broke a lot of things. I changed physics because I was trying to make a world where. You know, a universe, a set of physics where this stuff could exist. And I think in the Star Wars, Star Trek type universe, you wouldn't have phasers, or, or if you did, everyone would have anti-phaser armor. Yeah, I you mean, know? <laughs> there's there's something
0: very endearing about uh, Hank whipping out a quad-barreled shotgun yeah. from yeah. A, a pink fluffy robe, right. you know, and yeah. blasting someone away. And I don't question. Yeah. Well, we know he has this other pistol, this uh, tankium yeah. yeah, What yeah. is it? Is it Antankian? Unta- yeah. Okay, I was close. Okay, yeah. I don't want to be. Yeah. It's like pronouncing someone's favorite death metal band name wrong. <laughs> I don't want someone to come in here and skank into me with a big <laughs> cleat. Um, You know, I know he has that weapon. I know that can eviscerate machines and it can blow holes in buildings. Cool. But I don't question twice why he has this rather antiquated piece of technology on him that is a shotgun. Mm -hmm. I just love him even more for it because I get it. Now, I I do want to ask about the violence real quick because Mm -hmm. it is a supremely violent book at times. And yet, I don't recall stumbling across a single
1: curse word. No, I... So th- that was another kind of decision I made and it was a bit Pollyannish, but I was like, if this world existed, this if Belleville existed, mm-hmm. every other word would be a cuss word. Sure. Um, there's no- The lowest of low criminal yeah, elements yeah, and scum yeah. violence That's around every the turn. They would talk. just curse, yeah. It's the way kids talk now.
0: Um, gosh darn it. Um, <laughs> So, oh, you've seen that dang nab Twitch? You've seen what they're doing, where they're yeah. playing
1: their gosh darn video games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 muted on games all the time. I was I was complaining to one game. I was like a three day mute. Yeah, I don't even remember what I said. You know?
0: Well, you shouldn't go dropping those words in a Roblox server. That yeah. game's for kids. Yeah. You got to <laughs> you got to know <laughs> when to reach. Right. <laughs> when to reach for Rachel.
1: <laughs> learning to speak. You know, <laughs> so, learning your A to Z.
0: So it was a conscious choice then you knew that in this world all the grime and and leaky pipes and technology okay these these bad guys are going to say bad words
1: either be saturated or not at all Mm -hmm. um so i didn't see um a re you know like okay am i going to get away you know having 20 of them or 30 f-bombs you know it doesn't make any sense. If right. if it's gonna exist at all, it's going to be wall to wall. So, I was like, okay, they're speaking Colmarian. Somehow, this is getting translated into English, and I'm writing it down. I, I can say whatever I want, you know. Sure, there, there's all kinds of bad words in there. I just I'm translating it, so I you know took them out.
0: <laughs> was that at all? Did did the um... Did the audience ever enter your your frame of frame of mind there as it you were making that decision? Like, hey, this could limit who can get access. It to kind this book.
1: of did. I wasn't. Um, books are a lot freer than a network or something mm-hmm. or a movie where you don't have any kind of regulatory body. They're not um, as fun to burn anymore. Right, they used to be, but <laughs> yeah. now it's like, hey, that, that, my Kindle. Yeah, that's a computer. I could have used that. For, <laughs> I could have done some Googling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, throw all the internet servers on. Oh, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> um, so I thought about it a little bit. I didn't know if anyone was going to buy it, but I didn't want to be. You know, there are you know writers who are the you know crass writers and. It, that's not what it's about. I don't think so I tr- I tried it without it and it's like I, I don't notice anything. You know, right. maybe it would have made it a little harder edged. Eat suck suck face yeah.
0: <laughs> is just as good as a yippie-ki-yay motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. I mean, eat suck suck face is that I will chant that and scream that into every Roblox battle that I go <laughs> into from here on.
1: Yeah, I I thought about that for a long time. That's that by the way is Hanks um uh, battle cry, if you will. Um, and I, I thought of it so long. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, remember how long it was, but...
0: Many fishing trips, <laughs> just dragging a line by the crick, yeah, trying to figure crick. it out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, another radioactive <laughs> fish. This fish has
1: 12 eyes. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I thought about a long time. And so, yeah, I did think about, I did consciously make that decision to not have potty words and because it was just you know did it add anything what am i doing to the realism by taking them out and putting them in and um i didn't miss them i just didn't feel you know so like there's i'm not writing you know charles bukowski you know just some something super gritty and realistic you know Um, It's not that it's, it's supposed to be pretty light, pretty fluffy, entertaining stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so, okay, it's certainly conceivable that, you know, middle grade people could read it, but not if anyone knows it's wall to wall profanity, right? you know.
0: Well, that's what I liked about it is that again I didn't miss it as the reader and despite the violence it is it, I mean it's very clearly comedic in yeah. tone yeah. uh and and cleverly described I was like oh this is great this is a book I can share with my niece and my yeah. nephew that that, that I don't have to be afraid of the although the content can be graphic it's mm. not presented in an uh unnecessarily adult way.
1: So yeah the, I I thought long and hard about sexuality and my own sexuality and about um, profanity and For sexuality, I was like, um, and this drives me crazy in movies, we're in the internet era now. You can, like we've talked about this, you can see anything you can possibly wanna see. I cannot, compete with that right so having, you can't compete with a bing image search even
0: if you're right, not looking right, for porn you type stapler or right, lettuce into bing right and microsoft's gonna serve you up something gaping
1: yeah yeah i i i search for myself and i'm like hey i'm naked up there. <laughs> <laughs> who did these tasteful photoshops? Yeah, and they're so much better god and they're available <laughs> for sale
0: and signed <laughs> i better promote this yeah
1: <laughs> um so like i see it and there's You know, you got your B story in any kind of like action movie now. You've got your B story romantic interest. And it's not as much now, but for at least a decade, there's some, you know, tasteful covers, you know, rolling around. And I'm like... Do they not know there's an internet? You know just right. who who is this scene for? I don't I don't know. The
0: fake through the blinds lighting, the <laughs> yeah. ride we got to pull the sheet on up and, yeah. yeah. Um Now you got to be situating a camera and then putting a towel over it. We yeah. all know how yeah, sex works. Right, right. Come on guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: and so maybe in 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s that that wasn't there was, you know, this is as close as we can get to a stag film without getting sitting in sticky seats. Um, but, um, those days are long gone. So why put in stuff that I'm just going to suck at, you know, and no one is probably going to get off on. So like, am I going to do some like hardcore scenes, and and try and do better than triple X porn that you get you know you can see for free right. on the internet. Yeah, so, don't get your story banned from Tumblr. There's I, no need I for that. I can't I can't compete with that. And do I have just tasteful scenes? You know. So then it wasn't until people were like, you know, I hope Hank you know gets a girlfriend. And I, I got tired of hearing that. So I you know finally had a, at least a couple like hinting scenes. You know. Uh, in in later books, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it was mostly just because I couldn't beat it. You know, I knew I couldn't beat porn, and I didn't have pornography. Not and these aren't. It's it's just not because I'm a prude. It's because I couldn't do that as well, and I just didn't see the reason to have huge profanity and having non-huge profanity just wouldn't be as realistic as having none um so that was the choice i there. think those
0: are i mean but i think you arrived to the right not uh, my my it unsolicited was two pennies <laughs> throwing them into the fountain here is that was the right choice though yeah. it was because I, I didn't miss any of it i wasn't i wasn't longing for right. it and i didn't need a sultry ya appropriate scene <laughs> right. in the middle of anything to enjoy it so right
1: i mean so, I mean, and I did, I remember reading uh, sword and sorcery books in the day, and they had a lot of sex scenes, and I did read that, and I was like, wow, you know, eyes, brain popping, but that was before the internet. Right, right. You know, now I don't know what kids We were still do. banging
0: on CRT televisions, trying to figure out if that scrambled porn at one a.m. Is that an elbow or an asshole?
1: I don't know. Uh, no, this was and I still that. don't know. Oh, this was pre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was when I first started reading like uh, pulpy books, you know, it was we're, we're adjusting the rabbit ears, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, I,
0: I, I, can I take ten more minutes of your time? Is that right? Because yeah. Jeremy's got a bunch of questions here yeah. and I just want to open it up for if anybody has questions about Hard Luck Hank specifically, about being an independent author, uh, about Dawn the bearded wizard, uh, who the yeah. oracle that you can consult for any coded <laughs> yeah. questions, fire them away and Alex will ask them. Uh, Jeremy wrote down a, a bunch of them because he's a, a super fan um, and, and rightfully so. I cannot wait to dive into book two, but he wrote, you just finished book seven. Mm-hmm. Now, without spoiling the entire series for everyone, uh, what can you say about it as like a teaser for Hank fans?
1: Book seven. Um, so I think the first line is, uh, Hank gets married um which is very it's it sounds terrible it sounds like um uh, a sitcom but um you know it was there is basically hold on jeremy's in a refractory
0: period right now (laughs) we got to give him time to get the blood back to his brain because (laughs) that that one little sentence it sounds like a sitcom title the imdb label of this episode is enough to make him explode (laughs) (laughs) he's asking if it's garm don't. Spoil, why would you ask that? You don't actually want to know that. You want to read it. No, I'm no. sorry. Okay, it's not.
1: They it, it, it cleared it up in like the first chapter. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can see that on, on Amazon. Um, but um, what I do with each book is I change kind of every subgenre, um, and that's to keep me interested. So it's not all just you know detective. It's not, you know, I I have Matt like sometimes like seventy years will, will go by and just huge changes take place, and it just allows me to play around with something different, and so. Um, you know that that so is This the, one
0: is is Hank ne- negotiating domestic bliss now that he's married. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> he's breaking arms of his wife. Yeah. He's, he's got, got chore charts arms. and yeah. he's trying to figure it out. <laughs> that's the that's the the whole detective through line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get out of this marriage? <laughs> his
0: 500 or 700 year midlife crisis that he's going through now. Yeah. Hank gets a convertible. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um yeah, so it's uh Hank gets married um a race of actors um thespians comes to belleville and they have kind of a latent ability to influence people and um others and make them feel project um uh, emotions to them and i i I kind of that is very science fiction they they evolved like that um have, instead of uh, feel, having the emotions kind of inside them, they would make each other feel it. And then they are kind of shells when they need to be. Mm. Um, and, you know, because being a basket case, you know, in, in bad situations sucks, you know, so it doesn't work. So, um, and, you know, but they, what happens when people be able to project emotions to others comes into an empire where they, don't have the ability to, to cope with that. Um, and yeah, the one of the side things is he gets married. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, the first thing yeah, is yeah. that, which I love. All right, so you're seven books in, is there a, a an eighth book on the horizon? Or are you gonna take a break and write something else? Yeah, so I'm yeah.
1: taking a break and my next series is going to be uh, urban fantasy um, and it's going to be set in LA. Um, and um, it's, the title tentatively is Spell Talker. Um, so I've been- Present day urban fantasy, mm-hmm, near, okay. And um, so that's, I know what I do, I do want to go back to Hank, um, and I know what I want to, I, I kind of have uh, outlines already, but I you know wanted to also take a break and uh, start up something new.
0: I I, appreciate that you want to take a, a break from hank and i get that but there's having read that having now been at, the, at least the first book and being so invested in the characters in the world conjuring up imagery of what everything looks like in my brain mm-hmm. sweating a little bit that i'm completely butchering the pronunciation of everything <laughs> def what's the metal oh jeez. Um, yeah because you really fucked me on that yeah one. that yeah. was such a that you had to That's be
1: screaming what, with delf uh, def. Yeah, even I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. Like, so I don't, I don't actually have to say no! my stuff. Um, but I feel like that word you fucking wrote once, and then you
0: copied and pasted that. You yeah, didn't write that did, word on yeah. purpose twice.
1: No, I think actually, I think because I remember my um, editor g- coming back, Delph- coming back, and uh, I, I had uh, misspelled it a number of times. Um,
0: I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, I came, I came. Is it Delfabl? Do you not really Delph- remember? Delfablinium. Delphablinium, Delphablinium.
1: Delphablinium. Yeah. okay, thank
0: you. Thank you. Um, but I conjured up what these things are, how they look, mm-hmm. how they feel. Even the the, the low resonant noise—it's a lower mm-hmm. frequency yeah, hum yeah. that I, when I picture that iridescent weird material in my yeah. head as like a Minecraft cube, I go, w- w- "Where's the graphic novel? No. Where's the Netflix series? Where's the, uh, wh- where's the everything?" And is that an interest of so, you? Have you been approached? So, Has it I, been optioned?
1: I, I had no. It's not been optioned. I had had so. In terms of like and I love comics, absolutely love comics. And I grew up during, you know, big heyday of comics mm-hmm. and the black and white explosion of comics and real comic stores. And so there's a lot of comic and comedic elements in, in Hank. Um, I have just changed a label. One of the um, keywords is superhero um, for a Hard Luck Hank series. Um, there's no money in comics anymore. Um, it's unfortunate, but um, I think the entirety of Marvel—they just creak that stuff along, hoping it can. They can get some. Uh, Netflix money from it down the road or, or whatever. Um, You're right.
0: It's sort of like that's the the loss leader now. Yeah. It's like it we'll is. just keep churning out IP yeah. and maybe someday mm-hmm. Hulu Plus or Disney Plus or right. Marvel Plus or whatever now service will need a character. And,
1: and that's one reason why I was looking into various ways I could create my own uh, 2D or 3D uh, work for my writing is because. It's extremely expensive to create that stuff, and if there's no money around it, and again, you have to know what you can, what your profit margins right. are. So, I I broke down looking at you know comic books and whatever, and it's like, okay, that would be cool to have, but do I really want to just waste money doing it? Um, even if it sells uh, it's not going to recoup costs mm-hmm. or if it does it's not going to add to my bottom line in any meaningful uh, way so i've been approached by third string producers and i n- live in la so i know they're third right. string producers and i'm like okay look here's the deal like i would want um expiring options, no penny options. No, I, I know the lingo and everything. And it's like, that's it. They're, they're like, sorry, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, cool, cool. Uh, I'll have my people call you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but you're not opposed to the idea then of seeing it on a big screen or no. a slightly larger screen no, no, no. or any um, sort of screen.
1: Um, no, not at all. I, And again, it's, I don't, I understand each. I like to think I understand each different area, and like everyone out here, I had tried my hand at screenwriting for a while, and I've met a lot of screenwriters, and including pros. And the newbie, wannabe screenwriters are like, oh, you know, this is mine, and da da da. It's like, yes, you know, you because you wrote. 100 pages you know of this narrow margins mm-hmm. double spaced uh, that 250 million dollars is yours you know yeah. it's not you sold it it is nothing to do with you anymore so yeah if you turn something over to actors even even voice actors so i am on audio and um the way he does stuff, you know, I would not have necessarily done it that way. Um, but I'm also not hovering behind him going, you know, do it this way. Cause this is for the audio perfect. version of yeah. the story.
0: You're not in the booth with mm. a, a pewter hammer cracking him mm. upside the head saying, no, yeah. that read needs to be this way. Yeah. This accent needs to be like this. No. Yeah. Is that by, by choice yeah. or is that just the lack of resources?
1: Um, I mean, I could just be a dick and, you know, send everything back or make massive notes, but, um, it's ridiculously hard to do that. Even I, so I go over it all proofing it and that's really exhausting. Um, because, you know, you're, you're, you're listening to it and going word by word as you're, you know, to see if he, he messed up a word right. or, you know, um, that happens a lot in audio, and I've uh, learned a lot about doing audio, um, you know, like not making words like Delphablinium. <laughs> that was in the first book. I had no idea that If you listen audio- closely, you can hear the voice actors
0: storming out of the whisper room in protest. <laughs> yeah. That's still in there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It's called Delphablinium. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: The only curse words are actually in the audio book, and it's the actors cursing you.
1: Right. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so you know that when you hand something off to another group of people, you're giving up some creative control to allow them to be free to express themselves. Um, If you want to hire a painter, you can hire any painter um, to... You know, take a roller up and down. If you want to get the Sistine Chapel, you don't go. Hey, I think you should be doing this. I think you should be doing. You let him do what he's got to do. Um, uh, even if it's based on a pre-existing book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah, but you did you did put down the yeah. tracks. You did yeah. say the, the here are the colors. But yeah I, yeah, I appreciate that. You're like, I'll give someone a little creative freedom yeah, in yeah, the way with their interpretation of my
1: material. And it's a, what you can do in a book, a book isn't a movie and I, you can see it a lot where you go into a, a movie and I, and I know right away this was adapted from a play, you know, you can see it, you know, change this dialogue cause you are not projecting to uh, a theater crowd. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, people aren't that snappy. They don't, they don't do what you're <laughs> doing there. Um, and you'll see it sometimes, you'll see like a lot less common when you can tell it was taken from a book. Um, just things just don't work right. You know, I can have a chapter where I just go off and do nothing. And if you do that in a movie, you, you kill the movie, absolutely. No one, people are like, what the hell's going on? Why is he, you know, playing cards? You know, what's this have to do with the plot? Right. Um, it's just a different medium, so saying you have to do everything exactly the same in a completely different medium just—it doesn't make any sense.
0: I have eaten into the ten minutes that I asked you for for questions <laughs> with my own question. <laughs> I know Jeremy is out there and he's got six follow-ups for right. you, so I'm gonna let him get to that. Alex was there. Do you want to do you want to pick one? Do we have time for one? Oh, that's hard. I know. Um, I, know I feel bad because I saw the, the Fido rules have been throwing some fire questions in chat. A couple other people have as well. Uh, What do you think? Well, again, good question. I can
1: try and answer them quick. Yeah, uh, a lot
0: of these... these That's fire. Uh, Let's do it. This is uh, a good one because Bridge Boy said, Stephen, uh, a genuine question.
1: What is your favorite novel? Mm. Uh, I don't have a favorite novel, I think, but uh, so off the top of my head, my my favorite comic books are Cerebus uh, by Dave Sim, his church and state and high society um you can get them for super cheap online are those
0: three different properties or is that all i've never heard of that is that that is about
1: this thick of comics um he was the first to put out like trade paperbacks of graphic novels um and he was an independent comic uh writer canadian oh and Watchmen. oh well okay Heard of
0: that one? Yeah. Uh, uh, fi- I'm not a I'm not a comic man. Mm. I was never I wasn't raised on the ink. Uh, Fido Rules asks, uh, curious how he thinks of Alan Moore and his books versus movies.
1: I in, in terms of comic books, or I, if he's written any book books, I don't know them. He kind of got and and Dave Sim of Cerebus was the same way. Uh, success kind of went to him, and he's batshit insane right now. Um, Alan Moore is crazy. Um, his early... Not like in a
0: fun, creative, like no, he's as a van in a jab band sort of not, crazy, he, but like... He
1: worships like a 7th century Babylonian god or something. Okay, yeah. Um, Checked he, out. He's, he's <laughs> Um So his early writing, how he attacked writing, and this was in the comic era, was really inspired. He's written stuff on writing if you can get... Um, your hands on it it's very very helpful and i i have some of the original uh swamp things and um what is that independent Carvel, marvel man or miracle man um so really early you know 70s and 80s uh, type uh, comics from alan moore just really great stuff which is why so many movies of his got you know he did From Hell, you know, from hell uh, V for Vent Detta. Seeing that? V, here, v, yeah. Extraordinary gentleman. So a lot kind of, of Halo Jones.
0: Yeah, incredible stuff. I, I, thank you. I can't, I'm sorry that we ran. I, I took a lot of your afternoon, <laughs> no, no, but I appreciate it because I cannot, uh, I can't wait to dive in to the rest. Hmm? Uh, I, I, I know Jeremy's going to kill me because I didn't ask some of these questions. I didn't even get to talk to you about colonizing Mars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Will we, we do a wrap too? Sure. We do sure. around two. Yeah. I, look, it, it just if you can just uh, give me the courtesy.
1: Agree. Just because yeah, We have yeah. it on film. Yeah, yes, like absolutely. Yeah, and oh, we'll yeah, set we'll a date. Get, we'll call my people. Your people call my people. Oh, great. We'll meet good. at WME. <laughs> i'll i'll go first
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'll bring the febreze and a sham i know how you roll uh stephen campbell thank you for 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 writing an amazing series it's been a delight to talk to you about it how can people find you on the interwebs back you on your patreon how can they um, seek you out
1: amazon you can look up hard luck hank uh do a google search for hard luck hank my uh website is Crappy, but hard luck Hank or Bellvale.com. Um, the vermal version's coming soon. We'll be able to fly yeah, around Bellvale. Yeah, vale. absolutely. Um, with goggle the big goggles on. The dorkier the better. <laughs> um, there's there's other things on that. I'm going to modify my web page hopefully soon and my Patreon hopefully soon, so I don't want to take anyone's money while that stuff's in, in flux. Um,
0: well, I'll take it. Patreon.com slash PointlessPod. Make
1: sure you guys go over there. <laughs> there go. Keep
0: the lights on.
1: Yes, yes. Keep the lights they're on. Over, I want someone to shut on there. our there. Don't <laughs> yeah. We don't have that yet. <laughs> yeah, well it, it, well, it is, but no one's cleaning it off. <laughs> Alex, Uh, He's got his corner. That's fine.
0: Alex, anything I'm missing? Uh, No, that's it. We nailed it. Awesome. Steven, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll do a proper wrap later, but in the meantime, kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks. A thousand thank yous to all of you who've made it this far. I say it every time, but I mean it every time you subscribe to this thing or someone sends you a link and you clicked it and you listened to it and then you maybe you dozed off or maybe you're in the middle of a bench press or maybe you're you know doing the hardest kegel of your life as you're stuck in traffic hoping you don't have to just lean over and dip it into the big gulp cup and hope it doth not overflow i don't know where you're at in this world but i do know that if you're hearing this that's something that's happening and i appreciate that I'm hoping you invited it into your life and it's not being forced upon you. But here we are. So thank you for listening to the Pointless Podcast and an extra special thank you for raising awareness for it. Please tell somebody. It's that simple. You carry a lot of clout, whether it's with uh, an animal or 10 of your closest friends. Tell them, tell everyone, scream it at a house plant, grab a fern and shake it violently and say, go to iTunes or the Google Podcasts Thing. Is it it's still it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Google Play or Scream It, Stitcher? Wherever and however you need to do it, subscribe to this thing. It's free. But if you want to throw a couple dollars, I'll take them. Patreon.com slash Pointless Pod. That's where you can officially back this podcast and get exclusive access to the Office Hours podcast feed, as well as behind the scenes goodies and occasional posters. We'll give them one away this week, I believe. Head on over there. Why not? Patreon.com slash Pointless Pod. If you got a dollar, I'll take it. (laughs) That motto's never catching on. And for great reason. I I sincerely appreciate you all listening. I hope um, whenever this enters your world, I was going to say happy holidays, but maybe you're churning through a bunch of podcasts and we're well past that. So happy new year, happy Easter, uh, unhappy whatever holiday you hate. And I just, I hope you're great in general. Thank you for enabling me. And if you want to say that you're out there, uh, the easiest way to do that is to tweet at me at attack on the Twitter sphere. I'll see it. I'll see it. I might heart it. I might, I might retweet it. I might meta tweet it. I might subtweet it. I might meme it. I've been known to do that. I love you all. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Goodbye, everyone.